Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello and welcome back to CBB's Go Home, uh, or the tale of CBB's Go Home, we should say. Um, we're the podcast to take a long, hard look at children's TV and then slowly back away. I am Cammy, and joining me is Flopsy to my Mopsy. It's James. I don't know whether Flopsy's more offensive than some of the other accusations you've levelled at me previously. I, like I, no, I don't know which is which, so... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure it's all right. Um, you can get in touch with us on the Twitters at CBB's Go Home, and we're on email as well, CBB's Go Home at gmail dot com. Um, this week we are going to take a look at the um, weird world of Peter Rabbit. But before we do, it is time as always for our pitches for a, a, a CBB's program. James, do you want to go first this week? What have you come up with for your uh, new CBB's program this week? Um, mine is going to be the all new animated world of uh, young Freud. <laughs> Basically, um, Sigmund Freud in his younger years, um, and basically would take the viewers through him coming to his various realizations. I mean, ultimately, the the same the same realization most weeks would be that he wanted to fuck his mum. <laughs> <laughs> but in a in a rather kind of roundabout way, we'd we'd get to that point. Is um, it a bit? Can't you go, is it, but is it that thing that any question is asked or any task is set, the answer is always, "I want to have sex with my mother." Uh, not quite, but like like I don't know. So like uh, he'd be out and about in town, and he would see he'd walk past say um, a uh, fruit and veg store, and he'd see. I don't know a couple of melons, and they'd remind him of his mother, um, or he'd see uh, uh, an aubergine, for example, and he would think, ah, oh, that in combination with the melons, that makes that makes me think of something. Hmm. Uh, and then possibly, I don't know. You'd probably you'd probably have to spin it out somehow. It couldn't all just be about one place, right? You'd probably solve crimes or some shit like that. But mainly, it would be about uh, the. 
some of the language might have to be refined because it's for a kid's audience. W- but, would he yeah. want to just cuddle his mum? But the joke for the adults would be that he actually wanted to, to have sex with her. I, I'm i going to suggest that he was breastfed for too long. <laughs> so, he, so like, he can, he can be, you know, um, yeah, he's going to be one of those kids. So he's still nuzzling away. Yeah, it's maybe not something that you would want to play after the baby club. <laughs> yeah. It's possibly post-bedtime story stuff. No, 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 no. I, I think it's a kind of um, similar kind of time slot to uh, Waffle, you know? You always saw that early early evening top scene to Tim Waffle time. Yeah. Kids yeah. home from school. What's on what's what's on the tally, Mum? Oh, it's um it's that new thing about it's that new animated thing about Freud. Yeah, absolutely. Um he, but you know, you can you can like solve crimes on the back of it. Something like that. Like but, minor crimes in the way like Wafflewood. Would every way that he he solves a crime be something to do with the fact he wanted to have sex with his mum? That that would aid him in the process. <laughs> right. So basically, you know, he would um let's say for example some jewels were stolen and then he would find it was um down a big a big dark damp tunnel <laughs> and would uh, would his would his mum be in it in a kind of i'm thinking kind of like in a terry jones dressed up as a woman monty python way of like going sigmund are you on well, those thoughts again <laughs> well, I was thinking that given it's going to be young for you, she could maybe be presented by presented in a similar fashion to the the old uh, racist stereotype of the housekeeper in Tom and Jerry. So you only ever really see her feet. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that could that could be a little um, kind of nod to the adults. There could be like a, you could spin it out though, can you? Because because then there could be a spin off which would be like all the like classic psychologists or philosophers or whatever it is like in some sort of nursery a bit like muppet babies but for philosophers and early psychologists yeah um i mean that, that again would was was strained dangerously into note that down and delete this but, yeah. <laughs> um i've gone with a remake of emus all live at the pink windmill but instead yeah. of rod hull it's kevin eldon playing rod hull um the issue with that is that is definitely a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, again, like last week, if somebody can put us in touch with Kevin Eldon. <laughs> yeah, we we would very much like to remake um or even I think I'd like make ish, but also at the same time do that that thing they do on BBC Four occasionally where, you know, they have a they like dramatise the making of Dad's Army. Oh yes. But do that but with Kevin Eldon as Rod Hull. But he's not. But I think what would be really good is when he's on screen as like they're they're recreating the filming. He's perfect. He's just he's perfectly does a really good impression of Rod Hull. But then the moment the camera turns off, he switches into the Lee and Herring kind of like I am Rod Hull. I am, <laughs> I am Rod Hull. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was my suggestion. I think that's got legs. I think that's depressingly like doable. I hadn't realised that Toby Hull. Uh, Rod Hull's son had tried to resurrect uh, Toby Hull and Emu as a thing. Had he really? Well, there's, there's a there's a long line of those things, isn't there? Like Matthew Corbett's son. 
Well, no, I don't think Matthew Nookson where it was Harry Corbish was passed it on to Matthew Corbish. Did, didn't it wasn't it like an attempt to go on? Uh, I, I feel like I don't think real... it went into another generation. You see that because I, I discovered whilst on holiday in Dumfries this year when I was in a charity shop and I found an original Ray, Rod Jane and Matthew album, not Rod Jane and Freddie. And oh, I thought, right. well, what happened to Matthew? Matthew was Matthew Corbish, and he had to really? leave Rod Jane and Freddie because his dad was too ill to do sooty. I feel like that's a, again that there is BBC Four potential there. There is definitely BBC Four now. You can just imagine sort of Matthew having to go off and he wanted to pursue his pursue his career as a children's folk singer, but he had to yeah. be dragged into the family business of, of of having a puppet that he ultimately hated. It's 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 the deals we all make, isn't it? I know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, this week. We are looking at Peter Rabbit, as we said, the weird, not the film, the recent film with James, James fucking Corden in it, Yeah. Um, which apparently is having a sequel, I found out whilst Googling this. Oh, this? I ma- it made it really hard to research this program, by the way, that film. Yeah. It's got, I, got in the way a lot. I, I, can't ima- I, I can't imagine what would inspire somebody to go and t- to watch that, really. No. I find... I find that the, I mean, the thought of, just thought of James Corden. Why would you, why would you think, oh, I know, well, we need a voice for Peter Rabbit, I know James Corden. He, I don't I mean, even understand Donald Gleeson as, as Mr. McGregor makes no sense. Brendan, well, Gle- Brendan Gleeson, maybe. Maybe he's doing an impression of his dad. I, I, I'm literally never going to watch it. No. Uh, well, I, I don't think you'll have that choice. I think at some point you'll probably be forced to watch it. I'll leave the room. Yeah. Um, so it's the Peter Rabbit from CBBS. Um, first of all, Jay, we'll do a wee quiz. I want to find out: Are you a Peter Lily or a Benjamin? Is this um, is this Polari? <laughs> this is from the CBBS website. So, which of these foods do you prefer: carrots, radishes, or strawberries? Strawberries, definitely. Uh, you're getting ready for a picnic. What do you do? Get a map and find the best spot. Hop to it. The sun is shining. It doesn't really seem like a solution. Uh, or try some of the food just to make sure it's okay. So you've got map, just get on with it, or try the food. I'd probably try the food, but why is a map going to tell you where the best picnic spot is? I don't is? know. It's not, seems... it's not the sort of thing you get on an ordnance survey, is it? No. It'll tell you whether there's a church with a spire or without a spire, but it's not going to tell you where, yeah. where the best picnic spot is. Or the gradient, you know? Yeah. Um, which of these colours do you prefer? Pink, blue, or green? Uh, blue. Blue. Uh, it's a beautiful day. Would you rather mm. go for a walk in the woods, play pine cone bowling in the woods, or eat food and nap? I think eat food and nap. Which of these do you think is most important? Being smart, being brave, or being a good friend? Oh, being smart. So the other two. Smart. Which of these creatures... This is a long quiz. Like, by now, this is aimed at kids. Kids have have wandered off by now. Which of these creatures do you prefer? Snails, ladybirds, or glowworms? Oh, glowworms, because I'm I'm sceptical of their existence. I was going to say, I'm not even sure glowworms are a thing. Oh, Good news, James. You're just like Peter. No. Peter is brave, mischievous, adventurous, and quick-witted. He's a great friend and is always the first to jump in when danger is lurking. 
Peter has lots of courage and looks for the positives in any situation. Peter's a little arsehole. He is a little arsehole, as we'll discuss. Um, the big question for me is, is right? Is this is this a prequel or a rebush? Because he's got his coat. And in the <laughs> tale of Peter Rabbit, famously, he loses his coat. And he also loses his shoes because the one bit of IMDb trivia on this particular version of Peter Rabbit is, and I quote... This is a genuine quote from the trivia section someone's written. In the original stories, Peter Rabbit wears shoes. In this series, he inexplicably does not. <laughs> does he wear shoes? In the original books, apparently, yeah, because he loses his shoes and his coat in Mr. McGregor's garden. Um, but no trousers. No, no trousers. I don't think he wears trousers, no. Then he get In the tale of Benjamin Bunny, he then gets them back. Right. So either this is we have to assume because he wears his coat in this that this is either pre losing his coat in his shoes in Mr. McGregor's garden mm. or post Benjamin Bunny and him going and getting them back. Why would you need shoes given rabbits essentially exist on four legs? And who's not... making who where do you find a rabbit cobbler? <laughs> where indeed I think a rabbit cobbler sounds like uh, something I'd have in a fancy restaurant yeah um, sounds pretty tasty actually but I'm, um, I'm, yeah. I'm googling a picture of Peter Rabbit now just to see if I can figure out whether or not he um, he does indeed have shoes in the original illustrations um, it wouldn't appear so that he, he doesn't appear to have shoes in the he doesn't it certainly doesn't have in the new film um Oh no, he has. He has kind of like moccasins, <laughs> like slip-ons. Yeah. Well, yeah. You kind of be doing laces up with the paws. Do you know what? What he's he's classic jeans and shoe, isn't he? Combo. You could see Peter Rabbit wearing jeans and shoe on a night out. Yeah. He's not only that. He's jeans, shoe, and a hoodie. Oh yeah. A but smart, like, like a smart hoodie, though. Yeah, the kind yeah, yeah. that comes without the drawstrings. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ultimately, the, the central tension in the, this reboot is the is the fact that presumably the entire audience want them dead. Yeah. I mean, the, the, this is the, they, they've invented a new character. So we've essentially we've got three central characters of Peter Rabbit, Benjamin Bunny, who are canon, canonical yeah. with the Beatrix Potter universe. Then there's Lily Bobtail, who's been created specifically for this in order to give, have some sort of female character brought into it. Yeah. Um, you, you kind, of, kind of do that in the 21st century, can you? You, you can't have a, a purely boys club. No, exactly. Um, we then have a cast of other characters who are all from, I think, the Beatrix Potter world. Mm. Um, and uh, Neil McLaughlin um, very um, helpfully has got in touch with a few questions uh, for us on uh, Twitter to address. Um, first question, which I think is worth asking, is how long has Peter's dad been dead? Barry, I don't think they ever explicitly say he's dead. They just he's absent. Isn't he's he? absent. They, they've got his maps, haven't they? And tunnels, these various tunnels, yeah, about the place. Um, Presumably, he's been ripped to shreds by somebody higher up the food chain. Well, I would assume so, which which might we'll talk about that in a minute, I think, with some other of Neil's questions. But he said, bearing in mind Peter can hardly remember him, but he has Cottontail as his younger sister, how long has the dad been gone? I think maybe he'll is return. Cotton, or is Cottontail 
you know, has, I mean, has Peter's mum been at it like rabbits? He's cotton to your other half sister. If if anything, given the rate at which uh, and volume with which rabbits reproduce, it's probably quite a fairly tragic existence given there's so few of them left. Yeah. Um, the other uh, well, two questions is um, Tommy Brock, who's the the badger, um, yes. who's not necessarily evil, just grumpy in it. I don't because I don't think badgers eat rabbits, do they? Naturally. Um, no, I think they eat worms, don't they? Yeah, they eat worms. Um, is Tommy Brock just a homeless badger who gets abused by the local teen gang of rabbits? I think there's something in that. Abuse in what sense? Well, I think just generally harangued. He's just, you know, going about his business being a homeless badger. And then there's just these kind of ne'er-do-well rabbits running about the place. Yeah. Generally taking they- the mick out of him, provoking him. Upsetting him, mm. he's got you know he's probably got borderline mental health issues, but not really enough to sort of access whatever the local services are for homeless badges. And if ever he has to hear that bloody theme tune rattling towards him as they turn up, oh, the music in that thing is another. That's another matter altogether. It's horrendous. It's, it's sub Ed Sheeran shite. Well, it's it, no. I think it's I think it's worse than that. It's like. Uh, like a kind of like like a lesser version of Busted somehow or well that's the theme tune isn't it but then there's the kind of Run Rabbit Run song and then there's whatever the song they sing in this one which wasn't Run Rabbit Run yes yeah, so the the thing which sounded like a, which is Rabbits Are Brave which was Rabbits a bit Are like Brave, the... Rabbits Are Brave Rabbits Are Brave, these songs will never leave you as well once you've heard them that's it they, they'll push something better out of your head yeah, I mean <laughs> that ultimately was like a kind of, uh, kind of like a, a a training pants version of Mumford and Sons, wasn't it? I th- it's a bit like you know if you go to like a nice, to, you go out for an evening and you know there's going to be a covers band on, and then about mm. halfway and it, they're a good covers band, you think I can get into this like the, yeah they're playing some like later take that songs, but I'm all right. Yeah, it's a theme from the Morrison's advert, but that's quite cool. Mm. I'm drunk enough to enjoy this, and then they say. Right, we're going to sing one of our own songs now. Mm. That that feels like that's what the music of Peter Rabbit sounds like. The finest covers band I ever saw, and by finest I mean absolutely dreadful, re- reached in, reached in a deer at the point where midway through the set to a kind of fairly empty bar, where with great enthusiasm one of them went, "Does anyone remember Delamitri?" <laughs> Please tell me they played Don't Come Home Too Soon and not Roll they, they, To Me. They did. No, they very much did Roll To Me. <laughs> of course they did Roll To Me. Oh. Um, I, the weirdest cover band I saw was in Finland um, in a place called Nantali, which is where Moomanland is. Mm. And um, they were, it was a band that did an ABBA medley and there was a dad and his grown-up daughter dancing very oddly. And in fact, a way that was in no way appropriate for for a dad and his grown up daughter, and it was definitely his grown up daughter because the mum was there as well. It was, but well, it's it Finland, is, so you know Scandinavia. So it is a game to play in pubs, isn't it? Sometimes, which is um, it is the game of daughter or mistress. <laughs> yeah, it's a fine a fine um, game to play. But yeah, there was definitely evidence that that it was it was daughter, and it was that was not okay. Um, the other question we have um, from Neil is. 
Is Mr. Todd one of Boris's advisors, as he is also very inept? Is Mr. Todd Damon Cummings? There is a kind of a posh kind of element of uh, horror, isn't there? I mean, Dominic Cummings is evidence about what happens if you put one of the bouncers from Clute in Durham in charge of the countries. <laughs> Yes, I've got. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm four steps ahead of you, but I'm at that. Inevitably, I'm now two steps behind. Yes, I think um, Neil McClock said he just wants to get rabbit stew done. Yeah, it's, it'll never. It'll never happen. It'll never. <laughs> constantly chasing the rabbits and never quite catching them. Well, at the time of recording, I think we're going to uh, have a go at uh, electing some different rabbits. So we'll see how that works out. Yeah, I I said I think Mr. Todd probably thinks it's all the faults of elite the the elites, even though he went to uh, Fox College, Foxford. Well, he's a weird kind of effect, arsehole, isn't he? Like, just like it's a weird kind of role that he plays. This kind of dandy wanting to eat the rabbits. But yet, really taking his time to do that. I know it's a bit like the Fox version of Richard E. Grant and uh, Richard E. Grant's um, I and with Neil and I. Mm. To very much sort of like not cut out at all for country life in any yes. way, shape, or form, but yet living there and trying to skin a rabbit. Yeah, it just needs to be more assertive. Hmm. Um, the episode we've chosen then to look at was uh, the tale of the best bowler. You chose this. Was there a reason? No, I was. Were, just were you hoping it, it was going to be about cricket? There was that. I said I thought maybe we there would be a kind of uh, sports movie kind of twist to it, but sadly, it was just the same old horror. No, really. there was basically the keep. So at the start of the episode, they're bowling. Um, in terms of like ten pin bowling, they're throwing yeah. stuff at um, pine cones. Yes, an apple at some pine cones. The apple mm. never bruises. No, that was weird. But it's, it's it's not really a kind of. I mean, one of the things I suppose that doesn't need discussing all this is is the animation style, which is an attempt at looking kind of shiny and new, and yet is still. Utterly unappealing. Yeah, I mean, what era is this set in? That's the other thing as well, because it's supposed to be timeless, but but yet the rabbits and the animals would seem to be a, a kind of more modern setting, which is if, if this is the modern Lake District, mm. then there's no way those rabbits are out in daylight because there's going to be like hundreds of tourists wandering through the forest and an ice cream van around every corner. Yeah. Uh, it's just the whole thing is just way too um, shiny, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. They don't get dirty. It's 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 <laughs> sunny every day, which is that that's not the Lake District at all. No, no, not at all. It's it's a it's a horrible confection, really, isn't it? It's just kind of um, purely kind of it's a it's a nine year old drinking pop. That's what it is. Yeah. Series and ultimately kind of uh, abhorrent as a result. It feels like somebody you've told the stories of Beatrix Potter to a child and then they've retold them back to you, and then someone's written that down and made an animation out of it. 
Yeah, they've made it cool. That's the issue, isn't it? That's yeah. not the point of Peter Rabbit. No, the point. Well, like at the end of the tale of Benjamin Bunny, mm. essentially the story is they go into Mister McGregor's garden, they get Peter's clothes and moccasins back, his jeans and shoe back, mm. and then Benjamin's dad beats him with a switch. Yeah, see that we need. That's what we need more of. There's if no every, switches if, in the modern remake, is there? If every episode ended with a beaten. And I think that's essentially every Beatrix Potter. That's how every Beatrix Potter story ends. <laughs> with some sort of beating corp pusher. That's a paddling. Yeah, that's a paddling. Absolutely. Breaking into Mr. McGregor's garden. That's a paddling. The apple doesn't bruise, but Peter does. Yeah. <laughs> it's back to that story I was telling earlier about the, the book of Justin's house. Yes. Which is about a boy who goes to another boy's house and the other boy's called Justin and then... Mm. Basically, the dad beats Justin in front of this other child, and then he talks to his mum about it. Stephen, I did say it was bleak. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot; we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, so they're bowling. Now then Squirrel Nutkins turns up and claims yeah. that squirrels are better at bowling than rabbits. Um, it's probably worth talking about Squirrel Nutkin for a moment. It's some kind of like mentally unhinged Joker version, like Batman Joker version of Squirrel Nutkin. I just thought he was off his face on amphetamines. Yeah, the, he's he's wearing some sort of aviator gear, like yeah, yeah. like some weird hipster. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a warning against the debilitating uh, issue of drugs. Yeah, and darts around the place. N- none of the other squirrels speak. Mm. What, yeah. I, that that's weird. It's like has well, he been? Is it? Is has he been subject to some sort of lab experiment like? Um, Rocket Raccoon in, in Guardians of the Galaxy? Basically, uh, I don't know if you know this, this is a, a medical fact and you can, a scientific fact, and you, you, listeners, you can go out and prove this. Um, 
if you give enough cocaine to a squirrel, they will they will talk to you. <laughs> Is that not the other way around? If you give yourself enough cocaine, a squirrel will talk to you. No, no, no. no. Um, so if you can film that and just send it to um, the Twitter account, you giving a squirrel cocaine and see what it says. <laughs> Let us know. Does it Let's think? Know. Does it think? I think any squirrel will believe it's better at bowling than a rabbit if you give it enough cocaine. There's a sweet spot, though, isn't there? Like, like you know, like when you you, you grate a pool after three pints. Yeah. <laughs> Too much cocaine, and that the squirrel's just gonna die. Yeah. yeah. So be careful out there. Yeah. The last thing you want you to do is be in trouble for abusing animals. Careful with your measures. Um, the so they they bowl for a bit and then. Old Brown comes now. Of course, the the original tale of Squirrel Nutkin is he loses he lost his tail to Old Brown mm. because the squirrels sailed on boats to Old Brown's island and said, "Can we can we harvest your nuts?" That was the question <laughs> they put to him. Um, and whilst the other squirrels were harvesting Old Brown's nuts, um, Squirrel Nutkin taunted him continually with some riddles. Mm. And eventually, after days of this, Old Brown lost it, tried to skin Squirrel Nutkin. Took his tail off, and then Squirrel Nutkin was then uh, unable to cope with the concept of riddles after that. <laughs> Famously, uh, riddles are all in the tail. Yeah. Um, so Old Brown turns up because Squirrel Nutkin's woken him up mm. with the, with his noise, and then we find uh, his relationship with Felix seems. I don't want to say odd because you know I'm I'm open to to a you know a gay relationship between two male squirrel. I think that's fine if you know squirrels want to do what squirrels want to do. But yeah, love is love, Cam. It know. is. Uh, but I I can't. It seems to be quite a dysfunctional relationship because Felix. It feels very unbalanced in that Felix can't talk. Yeah, um, I, I mean, it seems to be. If you think going back to. Uh, Justin's house. You've got to think about what are children learning about the nature of relationships. Yeah, From, exactly. You, you've you've got a, a very dominant partner, coke head, co- coke head squirrel. Yeah. Sort of just Squir- lo- squirrel, squirrel, and the character of Justin. Yeah, well, yeah, and and he just be and and in fact, at one point, he invites Old Brown to join their bowling team because Felix isn't any good, and Felix looks most upset by that. He's gaslighting mm. Felix. Yeah. In retrospect, Old Brown's not a great name. Anyway. <laughs> no, it's not. Certainly not. Um, we also find out that, that Squirrel Nutkin's middle name is Kenneth. <laughs> well, a lovely thought. Squirrel Kenneth Nutkin. Um, well, Terry Nutkin, presumably. Well, yeah. Is that where Terry Nutkin got his name? Yeah, his stage name. He actually is a squirrel. <laughs> yeah, that's is it. That's an excellent question. We should probably clarify that. Is Terry Nutkin dead? I think Terry Nutkin's dead. Didn't he also lose a couple of fingers to an otter? Um, Terry Nutkin, yes, sadly died in 2012 when he taunted an owl with some riddles and was skinned alive. Yeah, well, well, live, that's, live. what a way to go. Live by the sword, die by the sword. No, he actually died very sadly, um, by other reasons. Um, no, um, so yeah, Terry Nutkins is dead. Squirrel Nutkins lives on. There's uh, you know, that's not right. 
Um, essentially, it's it's kind of like what happens is they they then go and decide to play bowling outside of the fox's house. Mm. Just to wind him up. Just to wind him up. Which again, I think, shows the the actual threat that the fox poses. Minimal. Yeah, so, um, so low that we're gonna outside the 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 fate fox's house was gonna play loud bowling. Mm. Then they go to Mister McGregor's garden. Inexpl- I don't even know why why they've got this massive forest to play in. They're just thrill seekers, aren't they? Or massive arseholes. I probably the latter. Um, eventually, and eventually, it, what Mister Todd comes and grabs Benjamin, who got fed up with the whole thing. Then Lily <sighs> threw throws a ball of string. Mister Todd trips up. Benjamin gets away, and it turns out that oh, surprise! Lily's the best bowler. Yeah, we've all learned something. Yeah. It's a deeply, deeply unsatisfying narrative, soundtrack by arseholes, featuring arseholes, and a really, like, it maybe is the most offensive thing on CBeebies at the moment. No, I, I don't. Yeah. A, a, lot, a lot of stuff, even if it's, like, utterly terrifying nonsense like Moon and Me, um, at least that doesn't really have anything... I mean, it, I mean, it's sinister insofar as now that we found out that it's real and onions is going to kill us. But it isn't just like glossy horror. Yeah, and it's a co-production. It's a co-American production, and that you can tell that. Yeah, it's what it's that kind of American view of England, which is one step away from. Hey, look! It's the uh, it's the Houses of Parliament. It appears we're in London. Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> oh, it's the London Eye. Yeah, yeah, he's well. He's a double legged boss, you know. Yeah, it's we. Uh, yeah, because the, the with all CBBS programs, there is some sort of lesson from it mm. that you take away and go. Do you know what? As 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 shite as that program was, mm. I don't mind my kids learning that lesson. But the lesson from Peter mm. Rabbit is, if you act like a complete knob, yeah, that's all right. It's the yeah. It, it, it it's a horrible. It's weird. It's weird to come away from a pro- watch children's program and be rooting for the people that are the baddies. I kind of feel sorry for Tommy Brock, Mister Todd, and Old Brown because yeah. actually the the rabbits deserve what's coming to them. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe that'll be the twist at the end of it. Yeah, they're, they're, well, here's hoping they're dead and skinned, and their skins are hung up to dry. Yeah. Well, it depends where it comes in the narrative of the whole Beatrix Potter canon, doesn't it? Mm. I don't think I would uh, pretend to know enough of the... Uh, I, had to, I used to read... I read that resulted, yeah, I read quite a lot when I was younger. And I had to go back and revisit some of it for research for this. It was There was a lot more switches and beatings than mm. I remembered, and that seemed to go over my head as a youngster. Do, do some of the rabbits die in the Great War? Is it that kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, and they are commemorated. I think that's it. At least in the books, there are consequences to their actions. They go to Mr. McGregor's garden and they get beaten as a result by Mm. Benjamin Buddy's father. I'm not suggesting for a minute that that's an appropriate message in the current climate, but there is some consequence. What they've done is they've taken the story and then taken out the the consequence. No, I think you're right in the first place. I think this would be a series improved by the beatings. Yeah, uh, and if uh, at least if it was honest, Peter Rabbit gets a beating. Yeah, 
And then you could just say, if they can say, well, why does Peter Rabbit get me? Well, he's a rabbit. It's all right to hit rabbits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, an ex-girlfriend of mine, uh, her father killed her pet rabbit in front of her with a hammer. Oh, I had two pet rabbits. They both died under the mm. vet's care, I have to be said. Um, my dad tells a story of when he uh, was born, um, he was in hospital. He was a rabbit. He was a rabbit, yeah. Um, it was a, big, a great surprise to us all. Mm. Um, yeah, he's, he's, uh, my uh, my nana was a, a, a buxom redhead club singer. <laughs> what a turn up for the books. Yeah. It was a documentary after all of this. Yeah, um, no, but um, the um, it was a small Scottish town and the uh, midwife came in and said, uh, oh, Mrs. Black, I haven't heard your uh, cock crowing this morning. It turned out that my papa did it. And uh, run out of food and kill this and fed it to the other kids. Well, <laughs> yep. There's the shops right time. there. There's the shops right there, Dodd. No, oh, just kill the cockerel and we'll eat it. That she'll be out of the hospital soon. She can start cooking for us again, <laughs> doing the shopping. I remember before we drift too far away from Peter Rabbit many many years ago, being uh, obviously pre the mass usage of uh, mobile phones uh, at uh, Sunderland's Old Ground Roker Park and the announcement comes over the Tannoy uh, kind of, uh, I don't know, Mr Smith get himself to uh, Sunderland, Sunderland Royal Infirmary because uh, his wife's gone into labour, big cheer from the crowd and I memorably remember the guy in front of me saying, well, He's had to watch this shite. Now he's got to go home and make his own tea. <laughs> yes. Similar more innocent times in the mid nineties. Yeah. Um, I've got a I've got a quiz, a Peter Rabbit hmm. quiz. Um, this is the best I could come up with. Um, true or false? The voice of Mister Todd is also the head writer on Peter Rabbit. False. True. It's 50-50. You went the wrong way. Uh, True or false, Sophie Aldred, who played Doctor Who companion Ace and was also my very first crush, uh, voices Flopsy Mopsy, Mrs. Rabbit and Mrs. Bobtail. True. That is true. She does. Really? That's what Sophie Aldred's up to these days? Yeah, that's what Sophie Aldred's up to. On her CV, it says she's very good at children's voices, which disturbed me greatly. But then also. <laughs> um, on Sophie Aldred's CD, question three, she claims to be able to play trumpet, but to what level? Are we talking like grades here? No, 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 no. Just, just to what, um, how does she describe her trumpet playing skills? Intermediate. Basic. Nah, I think everyone's got basic trumpet. <laughs> Anyone can blow a trumpet. Uh, I don't know what basic means. I've got uh, my grade one trumpet. Can't hold the trumpet. Can't hold it. Knows where, knows where the fingers go. Good at yeah, fingering. Good at fingering. That's that. That I mean, that is a that is a search that you have done. <laughs> yeah. Um. A safe search, James. A safe search. Um. Question four: How far did the bloke who did the U.S. voice of Squirrel Nut can get in Dancing on the Stars? Dancing in the Stars, sorry, which is the US equivalent of um, Strictly. He was um, seventh. Runner-up 
Oh. Who is he? He's a he's a Disney rapper. A Disney rapper. <laughs> Disney rapper. Yeah, it's a real genuine thing. He was in is like. He's in, is he's that in a job the, table? I think so. Yeah. Um, I'm going to find him now. He's got it. He uh, did the voice of Squirrel Nutkin um, in the US for Obviously, the US version they have different uh, names for it. Hank. Different voices. Sorry for things. He is right. called Kyle Massey. Mm. Um, he is an American actor, rapper, and singer. He starred in the. Disney Channel sitcoms That's So Raven and its spin-off Cory in the House in which he played Cory. Um, <laughs> he also starred in the Disney Channel original movie Life is Rough. That's R-U-F-F. Oh, it yes, suggests there's a dog involved. Yes, there is. Which it says, the, the tagline is it'll take a few new tricks to get Calvin out of the doghouse. Yes. <coughs> you see, had you just made that up, that just is it seems too close, too too close to being an obvious parody, doesn't it? It does. the 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 plot is too wrong. He was a runner up in the eleventh series of Dancing on the Stars, um, and is has a younger brother who's also famous. Um, instruments apparently have vocals, guitar, and drums. Hmm. Um, At he, once, a one-man band. I know he has his discography is relatively short for a rapper. I would suggest um, he did the single f- finesse, which featured Skate. Mm. Uh, Skate, also known as Skate Maloney or SK8, who was born Nathan Montgomery Maloney. Um, he is very white. Um, <laughs> Counting crows, white. Yes. Um, I suggest he, I'm suspicious that he gave the name SK8 to himself. Yes, um, yeah, self Um Other Paul, Paul other songs from uh, the Squirrel Nutkin American voice is Jingle Bells brackets a hip hop carol, which is from the Disney Channel holiday. I don't know what the lyrics that were. Uh, Underdog raps from Underdog the original soundtrack. He did the Cory in the House theme song from Cory in the House. He uh, did uh, the Yin Yang Yo theme song from Yin Yang Yo and It's a Dog from the film Life is Rough. It's a dog. It's a dog. Um, so there you go. That's, um, that's Oh, he was also in Beethoven's Christmas Adventure, which was a direct video fi- uh, film about uh, from the Beethoven. I didn't know they were making Beethoven films. Still. Direct. It, I mean, it is literally direct video. You can only get it on VHS. Yep. This story is narrated by John Cleese, who tells the story of Beethoven's Christmas adventure. At the North Pole, Santa's giving out jobs to over 200 no, new elves, and one of the, the elves is the voice of Squirrel Nutkin. Um, so, yeah, it's a long way from um, the original Beethoven film, that. John Cleese paying for another divorce. <laughs> Um, we also played Jeremy in Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I didn't realize I don't remember Jeremy being an original character in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's an expanded squad like Slipknot, you know. Yeah. Um, last question then in the the Peter Rabbit quiz: Why was Beatrix Potter unable to take up the position of the first as the first female president-elect of the Herdwick Sheep Breeders Association? 
she was allergic to sheep. No, she died. She was elected mm. and then died. Unable yeah. to fulfill that last life goal. Well, that's a, a... They could have worked around it. Weekend at Bernie's time. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, could have held out a little bit. Feels mm. It feels weird that they didn't... That they didn't still give her the title. Yeah, that's see, pap seems irrelevant. You gotta have somebody to uh, carry out those executive duties, though. Yeah, love big lover of Herdwick, so. <laughs> oh, we all. Yeah, Waz is my dad, as we found out on our on my stag do. I think when he kept pointing out different breeds of sheep to us all. On that, what we did. <laughs> I misspent you. Yeah, um, that's that's it. Well, I don't know if there's more to say about Peter Rabbish, other than he's an arsehole. He's an arsehole, the music is terrible, the animation style is abhorrent, and um, I would be happy if all responsible were jailed for a short period of time. Yes, that's a good conclusion to it. Um, I think next time we come back, we should do a Christmas special. God, is going to be, isn't that, are we heading towards, are we, you rattling towards Christmas? We are rattling towards Christmas. I've, I think what we should probably do, and... I think we're open to, to listener suggestions for this is is to try and find on YouTube some sort of old fashioned children's TV Christmas special. Okay. And a couple of them. So if anyone can find anything, let us know. I've found I have found a Rod Hull Pink Windmill Christmas special. I need to see whether it's actually worth talking about. But any other I also found a nineteen seventy four episode of Record Breakers with both McWhirters on it. Was one of them killed by the IRA or did I dream that? That's a very good question, James. I don't know whether we should say... One of them... Is, isn't one of them responsible for Brexit? No, I mean, they're both dead. I thought, what is one of them... Well, that's good, because you can't lie... Of course, you can't libel the dead. Wasn't one of them hideously racist? <coughs> I think they were both, like, Romans, but I'm sure no, one of no, them... No, yep. Yeah. Ross McWhirter was assassinated by the, provision, the Provisional Irish Republican Army. Yeah, yeah. Why was um, why did the the IRA kill Ross McWhirter? They just hated records. Ross McWhirter, um, they did look alike. That's when they, he was. Um, so he died. Oh, so he died a year after the nineteen seventy four uh, Christmas special of um, of record breakers. Um, I think we should probably cover that. Um, we had views on Ireland. There you go. He advocated various restrictions on the freedom of the Irish community in Britain. Yeah, he would, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah there you go. Um, he was shot and killed by two IRA terrorists. Weird. But well, tell you what, in, it, it, he, is the, he is the incentive of everyone. If you can't come up with some good kids' Christmas episodes, we're going to discuss the troubles yeah, we're through the lens of the McWhirter twins. Yeah, we're going to discuss why the real IRA killed Norris McWhirter. Um, Norris McWhirter was an active member of the Conservative Party. Yeah. Um, his brother Ross was a critic of the British government policy in Northern Ireland and called for tougher response to the army against Irish Republicans. Mm. Um. Norris was a member of the Secretariat of the Anti-Communist European Freedom Campaign established in London at an inaugural rally in Westminster Central Hall. That sounds like a kind of code for 
a big bunch of fascists, doesn't it? It does sound like a code for fascists. So I think probably we'll we'll definitely cover the 1974 um, Christmas special of Break or Breakers, <laughs> just so one one I can watch Roy Castle again because I yeah, love Roy yeah. Castle, but also so we can have a a very deep discussion on the McWhorter twins. Yeah, well, I'll do I'll do some research. I've got um, a way back. I've got uh, family connections to um, the IRA in the early 20th century, so. That's, we're not. We're not. That. We're not expecting you to solve the crime, James. No, no. Let, let, I'm just going to start start the episode by singing. Uh, you know, come on, you black and tans, and we'll just see where we go from there. <laughs> so yeah, join us for that. Um, by that point, who knows the state Ireland will be in? <laughs> there may not be an Ireland to speak of. Ross McWhorter may 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 have his dream may have finally been realised. Who knows? Um, yeah. It's a strange way to end a episode about Peter Rabbit, but there you go. Peter Rabbit, very much the uh, DUP of uh, cartoons. Yes, that's a good way to end as any. Um, so we will see you for our Christmas special. Um, do get in touch if you have any suggestions off YouTube of good Christmas special stuff for us to have a look at, uh, some classic cartoons or children's TV and the like. Um, and we'll we'll take a look at that. But for the moment, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from James. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.